Hi, I'm Terry Modica, and I want to welcome you into A Pilgrimage of the Soul, a podcast retreat from Good News Ministries of GNM.org. You are entering into a mystical union with Christ, based on the mysteries of the Rosary, for your daily life. This retreat was recorded in New Zealand during a live conference. I invite you to make each episode part of a personal retreat. Set aside time to reflect on what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. Do the spiritual exercises that are provided in these podcasts. Let's begin with a prayer to open yourself to all that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you. Pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit, renew me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me. Come, Holy Spirit, teach me. Help me to receive more of the Father's love and healing from Jesus my Savior. Come, Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. This is going to be a life-changing experience for you. You ready for that? Jesus has a gift this weekend for every one of you. If you think you don't deserve it, never mind. He's going to give it to you anyways. (laughs) Think about... Let's start this weekend thinking about what gift you would like to receive. What burden would you like Jesus to lift? What inner wound would you like Jesus to heal? What has made you cry in recent times? What are your yearnings? What makes you ache inside as you talk to the Lord? What makes you think that the Lord's not listening? What's the secret to our prayers getting answered? I'm here to tell you right from the start that there's no such thing as the word, no, I won't answer your prayers in God's language. He may say, wait, I'm working a bigger plan than you can imagine, but he doesn't say no, unless it truly is harmful, sinful, something that's bad for us. The Lord delights in you. And we're going to discover that this weekend, just how much he does delight in you. This first presentation tonight sets the stage for the rest of the weekend. It's called, Jesus is taking your tears and your yearnings. He's here tonight. He is very here tonight. I'm sure many of you have already felt his presence, right? What is the image that you imagine him to be? You know, if he were to walk in those doors and stand physically present as visible as I am, his arms are open to you. He's gently smiling at you. He's not standing up here like I do, scanning everybody and smiling at the crowd. He's here for you as if you were the only person who showed up at this retreat. To him, you're not a crowd. You're a precious, beautiful, beloved 
child of God, his beloved bride. And he is gently smiling at you and calling you by name. It's no accident that anybody is here. If you think you came because you had the idea in your head, gee, I think it would be good. The Holy Spirit planted that idea there. If you got here because you had nothing better to do, I can't imagine a life like that, but... (laughs) You're here because Jesus called you by name, because you are precious to him. He would be here and I would be here as his representative if only one person showed up. That's, and if you were that only person, that's how important you are to him. That's how precious you are to him. And over the course of this weekend, we are going to discover that more deeply than you've ever felt it before. Jesus wants you to know him as his beloved And he is your beloved. And in that belovedness, there is a friendship that he wants you to really embrace, to really see and experience that friendship more than you have before. He's not just a savior hanging on a cross. He's not just, as powerful as it is, the presence of God in the Eucharist. He is your beloved and you are his beloved. There's a thing I like to do that that helps me get in touch with that beloved relationship, that lovely connection with him that I want to share with you and invite you to do over this weekend. It's a visualization of you and Jesus. I'll I'll share how it works for me as an example to you. We all need time alone with Jesus. We know that. We can't really have a strong prayer life without praying, right? We can't really have an intimate relationship with Jesus without communicating with him and hearing him. Communication is two-way. Prayer is not memorized, rote prayer. That's practice. Prayer is using the words that we pray in church and turning it into an experience of Jesus. Prayer is using the prayers of the rosary and using it as an experience of Jesus. We should never pray without being conscious of what we're praying. When we do the Our Father in Mass, when we pray the rosary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Please don't anybody pray that way. It's an experience of Jesus, and that takes taking time. And this is one of the ways that I do that. I visualize, I, well, let me back up a step. I created, when I first started doing this, I created a sacred space within me, within my heart. And I'm going to ask you to create that sacred space. Tonight, when you leave this room, I'm going to give you an assignment of something to do in that sacred space. And it's going to be key to the rest of this weekend for you. My sacred space looks like this. I'm on a boat with Jesus. It's a peaceful, 
nighttime uh, ocean with the boat at the dock. I don't know, maybe someday we're going to go traveling on the boat, but it's, it's a peaceful situation. The boat is gently rocking. And I, I step into the boat, and Jesus is, it's a, it's a boat that, that looks like, I've seen some of them as I've passed, you know, different marine, you know, where they sell boats, um, going up and down this North Island. Um, it's, got, it's got a, the helm has a, a, an enclosed area and a cabin below, and the back end of it, it has a bench along the stern. And Jesus is always sitting at that, on that bench in the stern. And the Blessed Mother is there too, but she's down in the, in the, um, the, the galley and underneath cooking something. And occasionally she pops up and puts her hand on my shoulder and, and prays for me. But she's, she's, she's cooking something. I, whatever she's cooking up, I don't know. But, you know, it's, she cooked up me coming here, I'm sure. And I step onto the boat, and I sit down on that bench next to Jesus. And I picture him in, you know, and this, this changes from time to time, but I picture him in white robes. Sometimes it's a different color. Sometimes it's regular street clothes like I'm wearing. But it's important to visualize, get a real picture of what he looks like. Because then it, it becomes more real in our minds. And then it becomes more real in our hearts. And I lean into his shoulder, and I feel, you got to do this, you have to imagine all of these elements. Use the senses. You see, you hear, you touch. I feel the, the fabric of his, what he, of his robe that he's wearing as I lean into his shoulder. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I just rest. Sometimes I'm very busy talking to him, telling him what I think he ought to be doing that he's not doing yet. But most of the time, I'm just there, resting on that peaceful water, aware of his presence, aware that I am his beloved and he is mine. Over the, I've been doing this for many, many years, and over the course of time, I've developed... A dream, or maybe I should say the Holy Spirit planted this dream in me, of a place where people can go, a real physical place where people can go and feel that experience. Water is something very peaceful. The reason why I picked being on a boat on the water, and at night because it's peaceful, everybody else has gone to bed, you know, I've got the, the ocean to myself and Jesus. And Water is very healing. Water is very restorative and restful. My husband and I discovered this a few years ago when we took a vacation. Now, he, lives, he works in a very highly stressful job in the computer industry. And running a ministry and, and a business called Catholic Digital Resources, um, I basically work overtime. I love it but I work overtime. And so we needed time to come apart and rest and restore. And we didn't have a whole lot of vacation time. My husband could only give up two days at this particular time. So we made a long weekend. And we rented a cabin on a river in Florida. And 
while we were there, we decided to rent a pontoon boat. I haven't seen any so I, around here, so I don't know if you have pontoon boats here, but it's, it's basically a flat boat with a couple of pontoons <laughs> that it floats on. And uh, anyway, so we, we rented this boat, and for four hours just floated up the river and back. And in, we had the quickest time of being restored and re-energized than anything else we'd ever done. It was when I discovered the healing properties of sitting by or on water. So I had this dream of having a place called a Restful Waters Restoration Center where people can come from whatever battles they're facing, whatever burdens they've been carrying, and just rest a while in the Lord. I don't call it a retreat center because when you on retreat, you're fleeing from the enemy. It's the enemy's winning. You're retreating. So it's a restoration center where we get renewed and restored to go back out there and win those battles that we're facing. The battles against the enemy. Not against the people in our lives because the true enemy, as Ephesians 6 says, is not flesh and blood, but the principalities and powers of darkness. When I found out that the Lord was sending me to you, I thought, gee, I wonder if the place is going to be by water. <laughs> I even asked Helen about that. And then the Lord said to me, never mind that. You can create a Restful Waters Restoration Center anyways by the atmosphere of it. Now, there really is something lacking if you can't see the water. And when I arrived here this evening and I walked into the prayer room, there's water there. The team who, who were in charge of setting up that prayer room, the Holy Spirit inspired. I did not communicate with them about this. The Holy Spirit did. And there's, there's a pond in there. And there's a trickling water, a little waterfall in there, so you can hear the sound. So the Lord has provided you with a restful waters restoration weekend. Jesus is going to take your yearnings and your tears, your burdens, and transform them this weekend. Now we're going to use as an outline to go through this process of healing the mysteries of the rosary. But first let me, let, let's set the stage. We have to prepare our hearts for what Jesus is going to do. We need to be humble. The word humble comes from the Latin word humus, H-U-M-U-S. Humus translates to dirt. Now, this does not mean that we're supposed to be dirt. It does not mean that we're, suppo allowed, we're supposed to allow ourselves to be treated like dirt. It means that we are fertile soil. Humus is a fertile soil. Let me read to you where Jesus talked about humus. This is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 to 23, if you're taking notes. Here then the parable of the sower. Let me ask you this. Think, 
for a moment, how many types of soil is in this parable? I'm I'm skipping the part where he he explains the whole parable. You all know what the parable is. It's something we're all very familiar with. I'm I'm going, jumping right into where he explains the parable. The seed sown on the path is the person who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The first kind of soil that Jesus is talking about here is a hard, trodden down path. If our hearts are hard, maybe because people have trodden on them, beaten us down by trampling on us, We all come from wounded pasts. But if we are that hard soil, the seed cannot take root. Yes, he's talking about we are the seeds, but we're also here talking about being fertile soil. It works together. If our seed cannot penetrate that soil, or let's say God's word cannot penetrate our soil because we're hard, There is no depth to understanding anything. Whatever God is trying to teach us, whatever he wants to share with you this weekend, won't reach any level of understanding. And it can just be easily blown away in the wind, and not the wind of the Spirit. Okay, that's one type of soil. The second one is the seed sown on rocky ground. This is when we hear the word of God and receive it at once with joy, he says. We receive it with joy. But in the rocky soil, it cannot take root and it cannot last. The roots start, but it doesn't get very far. When some tribulation or persecution comes, we immediately fall away. We give up. We despair. We don't get it. We don't get what the Lord is doing. We don't see the Lord working in our lives. That's soil number two. Number three, the seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. We all have thorns in our lives. We all have people around us who are very prickly. We have jobs that might jab us and make us feel uncomfortable and it's hard. And, or, you know, we might have a disease or something that feels like it's a thorn or a bunch of thorns. But if that's the kind of soil we are, we hear the word, but anxiety, worldly anxiety steals it away and the lure of riches these are the rocks that choke out the growth and we can't bear any fruit the fourth soil the seed sown on rich fertile soil is when we hear the word and we understand it and then because we understand it we bear fruit and we yield a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. 
Jesus is asking each and every one of us, are we going to choose to be humus this weekend? Because I'm going to share things that the Lord has taught me. For it to transform you, for it to lift your burdens, we need to be hummus, humus. We need to be fertile soil. We need to be ready to let the understanding sink in. And then it will bear fruit. You will be different. Now, we have up here a, a demonstration of this. You've got to see this when you leave. Now, I know you're going to want to go see the pond in the prayer room, but come by way of this, this up here. We have a pot of dirt with a seed and a device for hoeing and getting it, you get the air in there and everything so, so that it can be fertile soil. Watch this over the weekend. You're going to see it change. Every talk Every presentation of mind has a different image here that goes with what is happening in each of us this weekend. Now keep in mind that, you know, keep in mind what it is that makes soil rich, very, very fertile. Isn't it the crap? <laughs> How many people have crap in their lives? We like to run away from it. We like to get rid of it. What Jesus is saying is, no. Use it to make your soil rich. And I'm going to show you how to do that this weekend. We also need to water our soil. And I propose that what waters your soil is your tears and your yearnings. Now there's two images that Jesus has given me about my tears that I want to share with you about yours. One is as the water that nourishes the seed and makes the soil moist so that out of the crap can grow some good, good stuff, good plant, good blossoming in my life. But the other image that God has given me is our tears are prayer diamonds. Diamonds. When we pray with tears, and by the way, tears, I mean, prayers don't have to be just when you sit down alone with God or just in church. Whenever we have a yearning, and we're yearning, and, and if God is the center of our lives and the Lord of our lives, he receives those yearnings and those tears as prayer. Even if we're not saying words of prayer. Our very yearnings, our very, what our heart is crying out is an important prayer to God. Very important to him. And when we cry in our prayers, or when we cry because when we're in the middle of something else and we're not even thinking of words of prayer, but we, we're crying out to God. Our tears are so precious to him, they are like diamonds. 
And those diamonds are like seeds that are planted in our fertile soil. So don't be ashamed of your tears. Don't think your life is, is terrible because you have tears and the tears are, you know, yes, the tears grow out of that, are a reaction to what's bad in our lives, what's hurting, what's a heavy burden, what's, what's deeply yearning within us. But God cares so much about each and every one of you that he takes every, every tear that comes out of your face or is, is prayed in your heart. Sometimes tears are not physical, but we still feel them. He takes it all so seriously and so lovingly and compassionately. You are important to him. Your pain is important to him. Your yearnings are important to him. No doubt about that, ladies. And we're going to discover that more and more this weekend, especially tonight. Now keep in mind that the strongest trees come from seeds that sprout through the hard, cold ground, the hardships pushing up through the dead leaves of winter against layers of cold resistance. Any growth that we have that came easily is easily blown away by any disturbance that comes along. The first storm that comes through, the easy growth doesn't help us. By the end of this weekend, that tree that I just mentioned, the tree that is you, that is growing in you, is going, you're going to be able to see what your tree looks like. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.